This is Wordfall, with historical novelist Rosanna M. White, offering our words to the Lord at the crossroads of faith, family, and fiction. Because of the storms. And immediately, after feeding the 5,000, he compelled his disciples to get into the boat and to go before him to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he dismissed the crowd. And having said farewell to them, he departed to the mountain to pray. And evening having come, the boat was in the middle of the lake, and he was alone on the land. And he saw them straining in their rowing, for the winds were against them. So at about the fourth watch of the night, he came to them, walking on the lake. Mark 6, verses 45 to 48. So the other weekend, my dad actually highlighted these verses, inspired by a quote from Oswald Chambers. The point Chambers made was this. When God himself calls us to a task, we expect that success will follow. The disciples certainly would have here. I mean, they just returned from being sent out two by two and had returned triumphant at how even the demons trembled before them. They had just seen Jesus feed a crowd of 5,000 men, plus women and children, with five loaves and two fish. They were riding the high. They were euphoric. They were filled with the victory of Christ's authority. Then we get to this section. Jesus compelled them, as in forced them, made them get into a boat without him. He made them go before him to Bethsaida. The choice of words here makes it clear that this wasn't what they wanted to do, but he insisted. He needed that time on the mountain, just him and the Father, to pray and be refreshed after what had just come before. So they went, probably against their will, but obedient nonetheless. Then it happened. The storm set upon them. The winds were against them. The struggle began. Who hasn't been there? We're following what we felt so sure was the prodding, prompting guidance of the Lord. Then the storms come. The winds are against us. Every foot we struggle to move forward feels like a fight. Maybe such a fight that we're slipping backward, unable to prevail against those winds. We're still trying, but we're exhausted. Our muscles are shaking with exertion and still not doing enough. It looks hopeless. That may be the point where we cry out, Lord, why? Why did you call me to this? Did I even hear you right? Was this a mistake? Maybe I should just turn around. But I love the example of these verses. First, that Jesus was watching them from the mountain. Though he went to pray and be alone, he still kept his eye on his friends. And my friends, he is still keeping an eye on us today, even though he's with the Father. He didn't just abandon the disciples to the wind and the waves then, and he hasn't abandoned us now. Still, he knew that storm was going to come up. Why did he insist they go straight into it? Why does he call us to a path that leads us straight into the teeth of a tempest sometimes? If you're familiar with that passage, you already know the answer. Jesus does the remarkable and the miraculous by walking on the water. Then he does something even more amazing. When Peter asks for proof, he calls him to join him on the water. I have talked about this before, and I'll put the link to that post in the show notes, about how I believe this is so amazing because it demonstrates that Christ had the power to bestow his authority on others, which the prophets before him could not do. But this new way of viewing it in terms of our expected success made me realize something new. Sometimes he calls us into the storm because we need it. 
we need it because through the storm, he's going to show us and others something new. In this case, he showed Peter that he could do the miraculous too and taught him a lesson about keeping his eyes on Jesus that I dare say stuck with him for the rest of his life. He taught the disciples that he was always with them, that he was the son of God, that together they could do the impossible. And he taught every generation to come all these same lessons too. If he hadn't forced the disciples out onto the lake and into that storm, those lessons wouldn't have been taught. The disciples wouldn't have been changed. Their faith wouldn't have strengthened. They wouldn't have known then and there that this man was the son of God. So when we're in a season of storms and winds and struggle, we need to remember to start looking around. Look for Jesus coming to you through the wind and water. He's there, I promise. Because he's been watching you all the while. Maybe it seems like he's walking right by you, like he nearly did with the disciples on the lake. But they cried out to him, and he stopped for them. And we can too. And he will be there, right there, inviting us to walk with him. Sometimes, friends, our faith is not strengthened, and his goals for us reached despite the storm. Sometimes they're grown and accomplished because of the storm, because we need it to grow into who he wants us to be and to see him for who he really is. Check out rosannamwhite.com for information about me or my books and to subscribe to my newsletter. This episode of Wordfall is brought to you by the Tea Party Book Club. Books, tea, great conversation, all from the convenience of your own home. To see what this month's book is and to reserve a seat, go to rosannamwhite.com and click the Tea Party Book Club tab or follow the link in the show notes. Wordfall is a proud part of the White Fire Podcast Network. Please visit whitefire.tv podcast for other shows I know you'll love.